Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our big list. Um, my name is John, and with me as always is Dustin. <laughs> That's me. And James. But there's James. no James today. Twist. James, where, where, where are you? This is a this is a solo bolo episode, just the two of us. That's a, actually I stole that from Comedy Bang Bang. Um, now you're just stealing shit from other podcasts. Where's the uh, originality? Yeah, we're doing this, this this episode solo. It's kind of a special. We got um, we got sent a screener of this movie. It's 2021's Flinch. Uh, this movie star is directed and written by uh, Cameron von Hoy. Uh, stars Daniel Zavato, uh, Tilda Kobam. Hervey, uh, Kathy Morarty, David Provel, uh, goes on and on. Uh, Tom Seg- Segura. Tom, Tom Segura. I, I think that? he's the yeah. most famous person in this movie. He plays a bit part. Um, he plays uh, Edward Terzian. Um, he's like a famous. Well, you got, uh, Stephen Bauer shows up for a scene in this. He's been in a lot yeah. of stuff. I think Tom Seguri, Seguri is would be the most famous right now, though. Right, because he's a popular comedian, right, at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, like you say, at the moment, like I just mean like currently, like yeah. present day people. Uh, yeah. Be- so before we get into the movie, though, anything you want to recommend or or or, yeah. or avoid? Not a lot. We got more episodes to record this week. Yeah, I can't. I can't blow my wad right now. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple interesting things. Uh, well, one of them we both watched, the Kid Detective. This, yes, uh, I watched it yesterday. This newish Adam Brody movie. I really fucking liked this. It was a lot of. I mean, it's a kind of depressing movie in some ways, but there's like a lot of really funny dark humor, like dry, dry humor to it. And it's like about a yeah, well, as you know, but it's about a kid that was a detective when he was a child, solved his friends like little mysteries, like who stole my bike and shit like this. And then he kind of went through this depression when there was a girl from his class that went missing and he wasn't able to solve that. And now he's an adult and he's still trying to like solve mysteries for people and someone hires him to solve a murder. Yeah. I I really liked this movie more than I even expected to. It's a fun Um, movie. It's, it's, kind of depressing i mean yeah I would I mean, put he's an ad- when he's an adult he's kind of like a loser now he's like an alcoholic <laughs> like everyone thinks he's so lame for still like trying to solve mysteries or whatever yeah but it's oh it's it's great adam brody's in it he's like the best he's great in it he should be in everything no oh, most things yeah, he should be more more things anyway he should be in way more things uh, i mean th- i think the only movie that we've talked about him in that we've reviewed is mr and mrs smith yeah and that was just recently so yeah i mean but he he just, he's not an, he's in you don't see him on a lot of shit and i don't know why i don't know why either he, he is great um yeah i watched it i really liked it a lot um i thought it was really fun it's kind of sad but like not, not sad like melancholy i guess but like yeah, it, yeah. it it's good it's Man. not as nearly as sad as it could have been i was dying when he uh got high on those like study pills or whatever there's like yeah had coke in them and he goes and like beats <laughs> that one kid up <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right there's a lot of really great scenes uh, that's good stuff uh and then i actually we're just saying we wanted more adam brody i also watched uh promising young woman which i think you said you had seen that too didn't you yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it is really good. I mean, it's kind of tonally a bit of a mess, but like, I don't know, all the parts work, even though they don't necessarily feel like they fit together in a, like all I, the time. Yeah, I I was totally in on it from the beginning. Like, I was just like, all right, do your thing. And I was a, along for the ride. Like, the ending is, I say, maybe disappointing, but only because it just doesn't do what I want it to do. But it 
is yeah, the does, natural does, evolution uh, of the film. It defies expectation a little bit with the ending. Like you want, well, there was a moment where I was like, you know, I was into the happiness that this character finds briefly. Um, and man, did they cast everyone perfectly in this movie. This is probably, yeah, it's one of the most well cast films. Adam Brody's in it. Um, yeah, well, Bo Burnham is like um, unbelievable. Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, man. Bo Burnham is just, he's so great. I'm going to go back to like listening to his like first YouTube videos like at my house and like I mean, buying well, his album off of Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the characters only get like one or two scenes. Like, you know, you get Alison Breeze in a couple scenes. Chris Lowell from Piz from fucking Veronica Mars. Uh, great. Uh, Molly Shannon, you know, Connie Britton. They just show up for kind of one scene, but they're all so good in their scenes. Yeah. Every, Max, every, Max, every... Max Greenfield, like unbelievable. And then fucking, uh, what's his face from Superbad? Uh, McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> Sam Richardson, like just a great cast and like everybody does great. But then Carrie Mulligan is just like, holy shit, does she deliver a great performance in that? Yeah, she fucking rules in this movie. I know that a lot of I've I've heard people I've heard people I've read people like kind of shitting on the movie a bit. I don't think they really get it. I think it's fucking awesome. People should watch it. If you have a problem with this movie, you probably have a problem. (laughs) I really liked it a lot. And, And more even again, more than I was he maybe even thinking I would going into it? So that was that was great. Yeah, those are the things I've been. Uh, been oh, I've done a lot of stuff. I I'm in quarantine. I'm in self isolation right now because I had a COVID contact. I don't have it, but because I was in contact with somebody who had it, I have to fucking stay in my house until for 14 days. In not right, in my house. Make, make sure you don't develop any symptoms. Yeah, I, I don't have to stay in my house. I have to stay in my like in a single room, pretty much. Right. So yeah. it sucks. Uh, so I've watched a lot of stuff. I've been doing a lot of things. Um, I, the first thing I want, the one thing I want to shout out though, is I was watching when I first got um, told I had COVID. Well, and I had it, but I had been in contact. I could not fucking concentrate on anything, like really, because I was like worried about like my family and like what was going to happen or like the what we were going to do if i did have it like how we would play the next couple days out and i couldn't watch anything because i just couldn't concentrate on it like you know what i mean so i just ended up watching old episodes of murder she wrote and if you if you need something to just like kind of eat your time and just like play in the background that's like super low. Don't uh, need, doesn't require a lot of uh, investment or energy. No, but it's like funny. It's kind of funny. And there's like all this quirky weirdness that happens around it. And it's just like, how is this a show? And it's just, it's just a great. That's that's my thing. That's my jam. So I watched it for the first two days before I got my results. I watched, uh, well, I guess it was like 24 hours. No, it's like 36 hours. I watched a bunch of Murder, She Wrote. Gene, so, Gene has a... Uh, Funko Pop of Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> she she's uh she's pretty awesome. There's a lot of death that happens around her. Yeah, yeah. I think Cabot Cove is like it must be the murder capital per capita. Of, yeah, well, what, I guess it's you know Maine is just such a murderous state. You got all the Stephen King things happening there. And yeah, you got all the murder your, she wrote. Yeah, no shit. So I mean, I got really nothing. It's just nothing bad. But I just want to say shout out to Murder She Wrote. If you're if you're going through a hard time and you see something to be on the background, watch Murder She Wrote. So let's get today to today's movie. Uh, so we watched, uh, like I said, uh, 2021's Flinch. Uh, this movie came out, I think, in like mid January, so not that long ago. Um, let's read the uh, synopsis here. 
A young hitman who lives with his mother develops feelings for the witness of a murder he commits. So yeah, that's basically it. That's basically it. So this is a kind of a, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like a crime drama. Yeah, crime thriller, drama. Not thriller, it, but yeah, it's super indie. I went into this with pretty low expectations, and I think I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by like what, what came out. What did you think? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? You never know what you're going to get when you... Uh, watching a movie kind of at what we'd say like at this level where you just don't know if anyone if the people are going to be talented that put it together or not we'll get to all the details I don't I don't think it's a great movie but as a debut I think it's very promising I think it shows a lot of potential for the director and I think he did get a really good cast together here that uh, you know they all do their jobs uh, pretty convincingly yeah I'd say like the just to kind of get into the like what I thought was strong about the film, like the cinematography is actually quite it's really good. Yeah, he like, was able to achieve a really distinct look for the movie, which is it, I think one it, of the highlights. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks sure. really good. I think that's like the strongest part of the movie, and it's the the acting is is great, but. Some of the characters, I was like, "Oh, I don't like the well, the the friend." Is it Jimmy? Oh, like the son of the mobster guy. Yeah, James. So, like for instance, like the friend James, uh, played by like Buddy Dress, who's like from Good Times. Yeah, the Safety Good Times movie. Yeah, which I started watching, and then I was like, I am not in the fucking headspace to watch this right now. <laughs> That's a good movie. I like. I, that I really liked what was going. Robert Pattinson, man, that guy's a great actor. Turns <laughs> like, out, yeah. turns out, you, he's when you think about it though, it's like remember all the shit that people said about Heath Ledger before he was in mm -hmm. the in Batman. Yeah, just a pretty face, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, oh no, wait a second, like this guy's always been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I think sometimes what happens to young actors is they get. A lot of you know they, you you take a job on a franchise thing or something that's a very popular type of movie or series and people think you are that thing right because that's all they oh, know for you sure, for yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean all these actors have worked in in big films right and TV shows and stuff I mean Kathy Moriarty is a veteran actor the mother she's amazing in this movie she, she's been around a lot forever and like and she. I don't know. She like she plays that overbearing like mother character kind of to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a bit of a weird like I wouldn't so go so far as to call it like a psycho relationship, but like, you know, it's definitely one of those overbearing mother things where he's living with his mother as a hitman. Although I was trying to figure out, you know, he's going he's he's a hitman. He's going out, he's doing these jobs for these mobsters that his dad used to work for. And he's getting paid for these hits. Like the movie opens up with him killing like five or six guys in one in one warehouse or whatever. And you're like, okay, this guy's like, he's really good. He's actually like really pro hitman. But then what what are they paying him that he's still living in this like yeah shithole with his mother? He's got stacks on stacks. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like there's the fact that the mother is so paranoid about anybody finding her. Yeah. She got all the locks on the door. And they kind of allude to like, she's like so scared, right? And then they 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 say, they allude to it. And then they say that Joey, the main character, that like his dad did something wrong. Like, yeah. Like, so Joey Doyle, his his dad, Joseph Doyle, played by Stephen Bauer, like he, he did something like that. He made he a choice. He screwed up a job or he didn't kill someone he was supposed to or something. It's not yeah. exactly clear, right? Yeah, and then, but and then they say, okay, well, like you got paid this time minus your father's debt. Do they say that in the movie? Yeah, there's I a might, part I might have missed that. So there's a part where where he kills he kills uh, Segura, and then James shows up and pays him in the car, yeah. and he goes, "I pay you double with nothing taken off for your 
with no something for your dad's debt. Like this is all oh, yours, okay. right? Oh, so that huge, makes more sense. It's a huge amount of money. But they kind of so the mom is like, she's like, don't say my name. No, that's not right. Uh, she says like they have all the locks. She's like, he says, Ma, like no one knows you live here, right. as if as in like assuming that somebody's after him and who it would be that would be after him or her sorry after her you'd think okay well maybe the the guys that he's working for are after the mom because she with the dad or whatever but then I mean, they do show up later at the house in they a threatening show up, manner <laughs> but they show up in a threatening manner not towards the mom and they obviously yeah, know the mom no. lives there he says like this is my mom's birthday so like who's she afraid of like i don't really get that yeah i don't know if she thinks maybe people that he is hitting they will send someone back on him or something and she'll be caught in the you know um, she this is uh not to get into the minutia of this detail but she also seems like she doesn't care like well yeah i mean there's some inconsistencies i think with how the the characters behave from scene to scene like she's kind of frightened and sad and paranoid in one moment but then she's like this real tough broad you know in the next scene like she's gonna so once the hitman guy he he ends up saving this girl sort of or at least he takes her because she witnesses him kill tom segura's character uh and he doesn't want to kill her so he's got her locked up in his bedroom or like he's a crush on her yeah he feels i think he feels bad that he doesn't want to kill her and then the mom mom is just like well i think he develops a crush on her but at first i I think think he always had a crush on her like they they show him like opening they show him following her and like i think that she always he he always like the way it was all shot was that he was like kind of struck by her sure yeah he has like a bit of a thing for her when he sees her and like there's that interaction in the coffee shop when the guy takes her cell phone and stuff yeah which we'll get into later turns out to be quite a, a much more important scene than right than you think but pretty much yeah so the the story goes got this hitman joey he ends up having to kill this city councilor uh, for the mob family if he he uh is this the one where it's like if he does it his debt is forgiven um later be. on there's, they say something there's, there's little details like that that i i honestly i didn't um, yeah they didn't stick in my brain yeah <laughs> so anyway he, he has to do this job and he has to do the job quickly he doesn't want to do it because he just did a job the day before and he's like i don't like to work that fast but they they pressure him into doing it and uh it's the typical gangster stuff where it's i mean they really do that gangster trope where they act like they actually care about you, but really they right. don't care about you at all. I mean, I mean, that is for me the the weakest element of the film is the sort of generic aspects of the script. Like because, like you said, it it has a distinctive visual style, which I think really helps make it really watchable. Yeah, and I think the actors are good, but I think the script is just kind of throwing at you all the sort of cliche gangster crime kind of things that we've seen you know i would say that like the the absolute strength of this film is cameron von hoy is his filmmaking he he's a he's a i think he's a really good filmmaker he has a very distinct visual presence um yeah and i think i think that's commendable in a movie like this because you know we a movie at this level you see you can watch a lot of these shot on like digital things that look like shit and he is able to give this movie you know a very appealing style which you don't really necessarily see that at this level of filmmaking so that i think that is very much in his favor yeah i think it's kind of like in the nicholas winding refn style of filmmaking an influence and maybe even safety brothers too right like that kind of and and that's great fucking make i hope there's 20 more directors that are making films like this like (laughs) that's definitely a style that is awesome and super cool to watch like I'd, i'd rather see something like this 
than another absolutely generic crime film that means not that should just be like an episode of i don't know fucking csi miami or whatever like <laughs> you know what i mean like this is this is a his 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 visual styling is is, is great like the guy knows how to frame a shot for sure i i think if you know if you took you know what he was able to do with the visuals and then you had uh good actors again like he has in the movie and uh, but then you had a much stronger script well then you'd really be delivering uh on all fronts right oh for sure because yeah i can't say i was super taken with the storyline and where it went and you know we we saw a lot of scenes that are the kind of thing we've seen over and over again in these kinds of movies so yeah. it didn't it didn't hold a lot of surprises in that regard yeah so like joey's gotta do this job he's gotta kill tom segura uh so he uh he trails him and like all this stuff is shot really cool um with him like playing detective and taking notes and stuff like that and following uh mia to the coffee shop and there's a, like i said there's a scene at the coffee shop where somebody t- t- takes her phone by accident on purpose and you kind of are like you think it's like a just somebody trying to steal her phone but like it, it pays off later mm-hmm. uh and then he ends up going and i thought tom Segura segura was actually quite good in this when he yeah, uh when he, when he fights with him when he fights him in the bathroom i thought that i was like oh this guy he pulled he this scene it. off really this this role off really well he did and i mean i'm i'm not overly familiar with him but he's like a stand-up right he's like yeah, I think he's associated with like the Joe Rogan. Okay. Uh, but like, he's a really, really popular, I think, YouTube like podcaster guy. Okay. I he's uh. I, I I know this probably sounds like we're feigning like ignorance, but like I honestly I know of him. I've seen him do like in things like talk talked yeah. about, but I've never watched his stand up or anything like that. It just yeah, never I, was I've, my I thing. I haven't seen him do his thing, but like I thought he was very convincing as like a sort of tough. Like he, it turns out he's like pretty tough and he's like almost, he almost kills our main character in that scene. And he came off, you know, fairly intimidating. And um, yeah, and this might, this might be like him being great. And it also might just be like the director being that good at like making this happen and making it seem believable. Because in that moment I was like, Oh, I totally buy all of this. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely it, worked. I don't know if it's like the same for you, but for me, when I see a person that I recognize more like pop culturally than anybody else mm-hmm. in a film, I'm like, it, it takes me out of the film. Like it takes me out of the thing. Right. Like I remember when Ed Sheeran showed up in fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that should have been the first sign that like, <laughs> that, that it was that, all, it was it all was, was lost. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, it was like Oz, man. Like, like it was all a facade. Like we should, we we, we should have called it right right then and be like, okay, so this is not going to end well for anybody, right? I mean that. I mean, yeah, that maybe was a good indicator. <laughs> the fucking cigarosis in the goddamn show. Like, well, okay, but, no, I'm not going to complain about that. I, I love cigarose, but don't put them in the show. All I'm saying is. <laughs> So like I when I saw him I was like okay this is just they're putting a like a contemporarily famous person in this movie and then yeah, I was like yeah. super pleasantly surprised that it totally paid off yeah and I'm, I mean maybe it helped that I wasn't overly aware of him like uh, I think before we watched it you mentioned uh, that he was a comedian and stuff and so uh, I definitely you know paid attention to his performance and stuff but I it didn't take me out of it because I don't have any connection to anything he's done before. So that was fine for me. There's, there's a lot of, it's, there's a lot of really good acting going on, but it's very small 
moments and scenes that kind of stand out more than others that are like, okay, yeah, this is something good. This is working like the mother. Yeah. I mean, Kathy Moriarty is a veteran actress, so she's doing good work. Well, yeah, I think that you're totally right there where with, with, with her in particular, it feels like she was just given the script and she could make anything work. Yeah. So she made something out of it. Cause I can, you can feel like the script isn't necessarily doing her any favors. She could, it could just be a totally flat or cliched type of performance, right? Like being the overbearing mother character, but she manages to inject quite a bit of flavor into it. Yeah. But so the, the movie goes on, he ends up killing Tom, Tommy there. She sees it. She sees it. He takes her, brings her to his house, ties her up in his bedroom. A choice that I really didn't like was this gigantic fucking cross being the only light. Oh, the, the red neon like, yeah. cross, yeah. It felt very like the rat at the end of The Departed. Well, yes, yeah, and you and he uses some of that, you know, Catholic imagery stuff. Again, this is something we've seen in so many crime and mobster type movies um you have that opening shot which is really beautiful actually where he goes to the church you know and he goes to the altar or whatever uh it looks fantastic but like yeah you get a lot of that imagery throughout the movie and it for me it doesn't add anything to it like it's it's just generic you know tropes we've seen a hundred times i would say like that was probably reached its peak uh or its pinnacle when he went to see his dad his dad was all like religious and stuff like that i did like the conversation they had i mean i know that is completely cliche but i mean sometimes cliches are there for a reason because they work where they have the conversation Mm -hmm. without having the conversation you know right I yeah. thought that, like, that part... They're, they're speaking in metaphors and stuff. Yeah, I thought that part was kind of interesting. Yeah, and again, but, Stephen Bauer, veteran actor, brings it for his one scene. He kills it in that scene. Yeah. But so now he's got... He, now Joe, uh, Joe, Joey's got this Maya, this, like, captive, who I think he's like was already in love with from afar. Like he, Yeah, well, followed. I think you're right. Like, I think he was sweet on her. Um, and that's why it was difficult. Like he didn't want to kill her. Cause he, you know, he has a scene where he takes, he, after he gets rid of Tom Segura's body, he opens the trunk and he's going to shoot her, but then he can't bring himself to do it. Right. Yeah. And I think part of the reason that he has like, the guy obviously doesn't have a great, uh, understanding of like a male, female relationships because of his re- relationship with his mother. Like they kind of allude to that. Like he, He's kind of he's almost caught by James having dinner with Maya. Right. They're having a romantic dinner. Yeah, They're having a romantic dinner. I mean, like James shows up. There's like this dinner for two with a bottle of wine and a candle and it's all dark. And he's like, Joey's like, it's my mom's birthday. And no one questions that. Like, This is a fucking weird (laughs) ambiance for for having dinner dinner with with your mom. (laughs) But it's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is just Joey and his mom. Yeah, we all know how they are. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he kind of weird. He's got her, and there's you know there's the fight between the his mom Gloria and Joey and the, to kill her and not. And right, some, she wants to come in and kill her. <laughs> there's some pretty good scenes there. It's it, I think she probably has the best lines in the movie when she's with, with everything she does. Well, that, but that's what I mean about the inconsistencies because yes, she's good, and you know whatever she's doing in a scene, she's good at doing it. It's just that there it doesn't really always track like, yes. So, so at that point she's really aggro. She wants to come in and shoot her herself. Yeah. But then later, you know, she has this like change of heart 
and she's like okay i'm gonna give her a chance and whatever and now i like her yeah and then and next thing that, you know once once you find out like spoiler alert down the road mia's an undercover cop then she's like i knew it fuck that bitch <laughs> yeah it's all over the place i i was gonna get to the cop part i did like the turn for her being a cop because well because so at that point i was just so like oh man if like they fucking fall in love mm-hmm. i'm gonna be so disgusted like it's so they, it's, they like, go I, off together and i thought that it was gonna be so gross right <laughs> of just well, of course they fall in love and like that's I, I thought that was just really gross to put that on her character um mm-hmm. because i mean it would and it would have been its own cliched way for things to go too if they yeah and a cliche that needs to die right yeah where it's this woman he's is her cat he's her captor and then she but he, falls in love with him anyway. yeah but, he, really but he's good. also a really good guy who just like has killed 15 or 16 people this week like <laughs> yeah right so i i thought that t- making her a cop was actually a really smart idea uh for the yeah, movie yeah i wasn't disappointed with that idea and when it happened i was like oh i should have known and that was and was that's how happen. i felt too and i was like oh okay so this movie like give this movie credit like i did not see that coming yeah i didn't see it i, I feel like i definitely should have but i did so do i so. but and then they kind of play out these scenes from a different perspective that happened earlier yeah you get a real reservoir dogs moment where the undercover cops are going over her with her like about what she needs to do to keep her cover and all that kind of stuff and i actually like really enjoyed all that like it almost like reinvigorated my interest in the film when that happened yeah um yeah. So I, I I liked all that. I like how when he, he finds out that she's a cop, she arrests him. Well, she's going to arrest him. Like, there's no flinching. She is... No flinch? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she didn't flinch. <laughs> oh, we should have talked about that at the beginning. We'll talk about that in a second. I like how, how it's not that... She, at, that at that point, I think that she sees him as being maybe not who she thought he was at the beginning. Right, but she's but still going to bust him. She's still going to bust him because he's still a fucking murderer. Right. Right? And I think that makes sense. That plays. That makes total sense. I mean, we're jumping over tons of stuff, but to talk about the ending, she gets taken by uh, James. And yeah, James, back... and, his, and his, we can't forget his father. Um, his father, yeah. The main mobster, Lee, played by David Preval, who's also another veteran actor. He's yeah. also perfect. Like he's. I feel like they just let these people go. Yeah, like, I mean... You give them the basic idea of what you want, and they, they deliver it, right? He's fantastic. He's really great. Like, I'm not saying his dialogue is great. I'm not saying anything like that. But, like, he himself is great yes, in this movie. for sure. Yeah, so he's, she's, he's taken, and then she's taken, and then he, he ends up going after her. Well, he, he goes and takes his mom, gets her to safety. Mm-hmm. and then he goes after the Vaughn family. Yeah, but we do, we do have some action sequences in the movie including that one where he kind of storms their mansion yeah before that we haven't even talked about like the actual like first action set piece right when he he goes in and kills these guys at the beginning i really i really like this scene yeah i think the opening scene is the best action wise um because some of the stuff later when he goes goes to the mansion to try to get her back um it's not that it's bad so much as it's just it doesn't stand out as anything particularly special obviously they're working with a very limited budget and what they can do and what they can stage so i don't think it's bad it's just like you know it's not it's not some action that you're gonna be like oh yeah fuck yeah but i think that opening sequence you're right is is a step above 
most of the other stuff in that. Well, that opening sequence, like that, the opening, whatever, like that, that set piece, that, that sequence feels like that could have been the entire pitch for the movie. They could have shot that. Yeah. And then been like, okay, we're going to make a movie. This happens at the beginning. And I think people would have been like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Like it, sure. it feels built around that. So he has this, he, he, uh, Joey goes in, kills a whole bunch of people. Like it's, it's indie, but it's not too indie that it like takes you out of it. Like I like indie movies and stuff like that. I'm not to disparage them, but it's, it's just good. It's just, it's, it's, it sets you up to be like, okay, like we yeah. didn't sense right, right away when you're watching this, like, cause you don't know what it is, right? You don't know what this movie is going to be, what kind of quality it's going to be. At least when you watch that right away, you're like, okay, this is, you know, this isn't going to be some, some garbage here. Like this yeah. guy knows what he's doing, knows how to shoot the scene. We've been sent other movies that we've watched for the podcast that did not, were not near nothing <laughs> as good as this. Yeah. So I don't know. It got me like, kind of into it. So you have that scene where he he takes out like the like ten guys uh, that are they're doing like a are they doing a swap? What are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. Some deal. Some he deal. Anyway, he kills a bunch of people, and then it goes into the stuff. I like I like the the how he works at a gun range. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Like yeah. I've never <laughs> seen that in a movie you, before. Gives, gives you lots of time to practice if you're a, a hitman, right? Well, it also gives you access to a lot of guns. Right. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good cover. It's a smart cover. It's a smart cover. I thought that was a really clever part of the movie. Um, Then you got the Tom Segura part. Yeah. um, We get the part later where uh, Mia actually escapes like for a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. So she gets picked up. Now here's the thing I didn't understand. She gets picked up by the guy that we think is another criminal uh, played by Michael Dreher. Um, But it turns turns out that he's, one of the undercover cops but so then what i don't understand is he's gonna kill her in that scene so this is the part a part that i don't think is well executed as far as like narratively is that i think that those cops are running a an off books off okay because they do tell her like oh you know like you have to be ready to kind of break the rules because yeah i think you know. that they're dirty okay yeah i didn't i didn't i don't think that was clearly illustrated i don't think movie. it was either but i'm pretty sure that they're dirty and they're running an off books operation or something like that okay and they sent her in to sort of spy on tom segura's character for but the, so they're doing it for the crime family the vaughn right, crime family right. um and that's why he's worried when he changes when uh, when lee uh changes the plans and has tom and what's tom segura's fucking character's name edward has edward murdered because now he's like oh we're going to be exposed and so we we had this plant in there and now she's she's missing but the plant was actually a plant because they were doing it for a double a double plant yeah so then connor's going to kill her and then they have that they have the line connor's like pointing a gun at Maya and he says something along the lines of it's gray like it's not black or white it's gray and then she says it looks pretty black and white to me right yeah and then that's later on when it's revealed that Maya is a cop it shows her being recruited by by them that's a line that he says to her in the cafe in the diner right Uh, yeah I I think all all that's fine it's just that it's it's never very clear that they were like obviously they they planted her as an undercover thing but i guess they weren't doing it for actual police purposes or they were they but were. or they were but like they're working another angle so they can't have her 
getting killed or going. I don't fucking know. It doesn't or make it's like, Or they want they so badly want to keep their cover that they are willing to kill her in order. Oh to no, do I don't think so because they're. I think they're working for the family. I th- I don't know. Who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah. Not a strong part it's of the a, movie. That part of it is a little is a little confusing. Yeah, but. I mean, jumping ahead, you've got. Honestly, I don't remember anything now. I watched this movie like three days ago. I don't remember two days ago. <laughs> I don't remember anything from now from that scene, that stuff until th- there's this. Well, he takes I, her back to the house. Now she's a little bit more warm to him because he just saved her life, right? He shot the other guy. The but cop. he's she's not though. Well, she acts like she is though, because then they're gonna yeah, they're kind of getting a little more romantic. And they're gonna they're having that, this dinner. That's just her playing her role. That's her yeah, trying know, to. But, that's know, survival. He thinks, he thinks that's what's going on, right? Yeah, but then anyway, she like... survives until she gets taken, and then you have the big shootout at the mansion. Um, and it's passable stuff. Like it's not. Uh, I didn't find it to be you know terribly exciting. The, the no, sequence, it's but... it's pretty. It's kind of weak. Um, all it's all shot well. It's just yeah. not. It's just not really that dynamic. But one thing I think does really work in the movie's favor is the soundtrack like yeah i was gonna bring this up earlier i mean it's kind of repetitive after a certain point but it is that like low-key drive style Yeah, right. You get like the synth yeah. with the neon at night kind of, um, you know, carpentry stuff going on. That we've yeah. seen. Obviously, this is a big resurgence of this kind of music, but I did think it was well done in this movie. I really thought it was well done as well. Uh, I really liked it, and I'll fucking I'll pay good money for more movies like this. Like, yeah. this is this is a good movie. Yeah, like, I mean, I there's a good movie in gonna... here. I, right. I can't sit here and say, like, I thought it was a great movie, but no. I do think the director shows enough here that this could be a great thing to have on your reel to be like, hey, now I, you know, I can take on something bigger. Once with, again, this uh, is also coming from people who have never oh, done just, anything with their it's life. Coming, it's coming from people <laughs> who don't make films, but who watch films. Like, and, I'm you know, super excited to watch this guy's next movie. Yeah, for sure. I think there's. I think he shows enormous potential in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so if, especially you know with the visuals. So. If I ever made something half as good as this, even a quarter or a third or an eighth or a tenth, I would be <laughs> more. I would be so proud of myself. So like, right. yeah, the movie. It's it's good. So then, what happens though is that she's gonna arrest him uh, in that in the parking uh, garage uh, before she's taken. Yeah, they come again. She gets taken a lot in this movie. Yeah, she gets taken, and then that's the last scene is when he he ends up saving her, and then she lets him go. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with this. He saved her twice. I think she had to, like, at that point, okay, it's a push. You can just leave sort of thing, Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like the he saved her twice. Now they're going to get married in Reno. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that would have kind of just made me sick. Yeah, I think that would have definitely been a much worse way to go, for sure. I think this was the sensible way to go with the story in terms of just making it not overly sappy or anything. Like, it's a happy ending, but it's just like, okay, now we're going to go our own ways sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much the movie. I mean, in a nutshell. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a fairly simple movie. It's not like overly complex. Um, there was that one element of the story that confused us both a little bit. But, you know, you're going to watch it and you're going to, you know, yes, you've seen this stuff before. Yes, you've seen all these tropes. But, you know, if this was on streaming or something, there's a ton of movies on Netflix and Prime and stuff that are straight to video type movies that are much worse. Than oh, this. yeah. You look at like, I don't know, not even not even Steven Seagal. Like um, <laughs> what? what you don't like Seagal? We're not bring, I'm not talking about Steven Seagal. <laughs> I thought he was your number one guy. Oh, he was my number one guy. I mean, <laughs> he, he's got so many, so many great qualities. I I just heard a story about Steven Seagal, and I don't even want to. <laughs> oh, another another one. Well, I want to hear this. I can't even remember what it is. I I try to block it out of my out of my mind who's save the actor for, save it for the next Seagal episode yeah. <laughs> who's the actor oh, fuck he's the older brother in stand by me that's dead which is the Sam. worst uh, john cusack <laughs> yeah so there there is a treasure trove of john cusack straight to dvd or straight to streaming movies right. that are way worse than this i mean i've only seen one of those straight to dvd video whatever and uh, what would cusacks. you say well, the one I saw was with him and Cage, and it was okay. Better than this? Uh, well, it's been quite a while since I watched it. So There's I, no way it was better. I don't think it looked better. I, I The story was about a serial killer. I think Cusack was the serial killer and Cage was the cop. Obviously. Um, and I remember thinking it was okay for a straight-to-video Okay, movie. forget it. I shouldn't have brought that up then. <laughs> well, no, I'm sure there's tons of these. Anyway. I mean, the point is there's tons of straight-to-video shit that is shit. I think that he fucking, if this movie's on streaming, definitely watch it. Check it out. I think this guy, uh, he's he's not going to go away. No, I think uh, he, Cameron should, Van I think he should, should get more opportunities for sure. I'm stoked to watch another movie. Let me just take a look and see if he's making anything else. At least on IMDb. Uh, yeah, he's got a movie in post-production called Why Not Choose Love, A Mary Pickford Manifesto. What the fuck? This doesn't <laughs> This is what? What is what is this guy doing? Oh, he's an act. He's an actor. Yeah, he has done. He's done some little bit of acting as well, and he's made some shorts before this. So he's just kind of starting out. But um, yeah, if he made another movie, I'll watch it. See well, what, see yeah, what he can do. Cameron Von Hoy, Van Hoy. If you ever hear this podcast, please make more movies. I would yeah, be look, really excited. I, I think I think the style of the movie. Uh, he showed that he can definitely do something in this again. Like I said, if he, if he can get better writing, like, I don't know if he wrote well, he, this, he wrote this movie. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, all that, you know, your start, everyone's got to start somewhere. Right. So I think his writing could definitely use improvement or maybe he directs somebody else's script, but the potential is definitely there for him to be, become a good filmmaker that we talk about in the future. Yeah. So if you go through this movie, I mean, my reaction to five overall score would be a 4.8. Yeah, my reaction is a four. Like I said, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think it was a really good movie. I think it's watchable. I think it looks good. I think the soundtrack's very good. And I think there's potential for him to make a much better movie in the future. I, I can't say I loved the movie. Like, um, I think mostly because of the script. But uh, but uh, would you put this on our list? I don't think it's really an action. No, we're not going to put it on the list. We're just going to wait until, see what James says. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have, if you have the chance... Go watch the movie. If not, yeah, if go it shows watch up the on streaming or it's on your video on demand. Give it a 
Yeah, if you like Drive and you want to see an up-and-coming filmmaker, I would definitely go see this. Yeah, and we're going to be doing another episode real soon. So We have another episode. I don't know when this is coming out. This might come out after or before, so I'm going to leave everything open for James to edit it. So I think that's it. I think we're just done. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. The most important thing you can possibly do is to please just give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we need those reviews. But... uh, yeah, please check us out at uh, letterbox.com backslash action action uh, on Instagram at action action podcast, I think, or action action. And uh, we'll see you next time. Guys, guys.